Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Safe Talk. We are (laughs) podcasting here today, and I'm doing it. With my partner in crime, the best in the biz. Her name, as you all know, is Jenny Hunter. What's up, Jenny? Oh, Billy, you are too kind. And it's so good to hear from you again. And I can't wait to get at this on our topic of why doesn't my friend want to get help? It's so interesting and helpful, I believe. And um, anyway, yeah, let's get to it. Yeah, I'm excited. We've been really cooking away on this topic. There's been a lot of great details that you've explained for us, Jenny, and I can speak for all of us. We thank you very much for what you have told us and what you have shared, and we are all looking forward to hearing more on what you can say on this topic. So without further ado, let's get into things. And as you know, we always get it started by letting you know that we want you to be a part of this conversation. So if you want to reach out to us, please go for it. You can hit me up on email at william.floyd214 at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, TikTok, X, and Facebook. The handle is one Billy Floyd. That is at one Billy Floyd. Shoot me a message, shoot me a DM, and we can get rolling on the conversation. Jenny, Where can everybody find you? Well, Billy, I can be found on most social platforms under JR's Hunt for Life. That is our family's nonprofit, and we began that when our son JR ended his life in 2015. Um, So, Safe Talk um, comes to you through JR's Hunt for Life. So if you go to the web, and I know that's old-fashioned, the Internet, uh, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, look up JR's Hump for Life. You can find me. um, You can message me under Facebook. My email is jlh35 at hotmail.com. My United States phone number is 307 Two five nine six zero three two. Any time, and I I want to encourage people, Billy, to reach out to either one of us anytime. Yes, we do have to go to bed at night, and we do sleep occasionally, right? So, but uh, leave a message, text message, what what, however, and we will get back to you. Love it, love it, love it. Jenny, always ready to connect, always ready to be a safe person. And that is why, like I said, she is the best in the biz. So (laughs) let's get rolling here. We have been talking about when you're worried about a friend who doesn't want help. There have been 
a lot of great things you've detailed for us, Jenny. Like I said, I know that we have a few more to get to. You can go through a few if you'd like and let people know in a little short review, or we can get into the portion where you're going to talk about bad moods. So what would you like to do, Jenny? The show is yours. So let's start with what we've gone through in the last couple podcasts so that people can go back a few podcasts if they are wondering about any of these um, that your friends may tell you. So the first one we did was, I don't know what to tell you. Then I don't have a problem. Then came, I can handle it on my own. Then we talked about, it's not really that bad. And you wouldn't understand. So you and I both talked about these and got into uh, if we had heard this before, what we had done, what can we do. We talked about them in depth. Now, I want people to understand that, um, you know, uh, suicide, depression, all of these things are very, very, very unpredictable. Uh, and I don't want people to think that it's always fail safe. We give these talks and suggestions and pointers in an effort to prevent suicide. And there are times um, which I, I want to relay to people not to be negative, but I just want you to know that, you know, I tried these with our son and eventually our son did die by suicide. And it, I don't, uh, don't feel like it's your fault. Don't feel like you didn't do enough. And I want to encourage people to don't give up. Just keep doing everything that you could possibly think of doing. That way, I'm not trying to sound negative, but that way, if something does happen, regrettably happen, you know that you tried everything that you could humanly come up with and you will have no guilt over it because guilt in itself will just eat you up. Uh, we tried everything we could possibly think of with our son and um, unfortunately we did lose him. Uh, and that is why we're talking today, Billy, because I don't want this to happen again. And I want people to try everything that they have heard from us, everything that they could possibly do so that they don't have these feelings of guilt in case something may happen. All right, let's move on to I'm just in a bad mood. Well, so you're trying to help your friend, your neighbor, your family member, and they say, well, I'm just in a bad mood. Well, okay then. And why did I notice it if you're just in a bad mood right now? I mean, obviously you've been in a bad mood. Things have been happening. That's why I'm bringing it up. I wouldn't bring it up that maybe I'm here to listen to you or to help you if I've only seen you in a bad mood once, right? So your friend, your family, whoever it may be, may try to uh, assure you that what they're going through is temporary, is not serious, um, that's all there is to it, they don't need any help. But again, I want to say, but we're only temporary, why are you noticing it? Why are you noticing the changes that are alerting you 
that something may be wrong. Now, I want to tell you that um, you will notice these changes over time normally. Sometimes, however, um, suicide is impulsive. And it can happen when a person's in a bad mood, when a person has been um, drinking or drugging, and it's just an impulsive thing that someone does. Now, I'm not saying that maybe that's the first time they ever thought about ending their life, because they've obviously thought about it before. They wouldn't just suddenly do it. But when a person has thought about suicide, they just don't know when they're going to do it most of the time. And I learned that from our son. He thought about it, and he would openly tell us, I'm going to do it. I just don't know when. Uh, Sadly, um, our son did talk to us a lot about it. We tried everything that we could do. Uh, His was not an impulsive uh, act. But there are people that it is impulsive. And We want to pay attention to that. We want them to know that, hey, even though you're in a bad mood, I've noticed this coming on. Other things are happening with you, and I'm here. I want you to know that you can talk to me. Um, No judgments. I'm just here to listen and to help in any way I can. Now, let me tell you that, and I have said this before, that um, I have worked with law enforcement for over 20 years, been a victim's advocate, a first responder, gone out to suicide scenes where the wife, who is a survivor, may say, oh, this was an impulsive act. Um, he, He was mad. He got really mad. He got his gun. And this is what happened. And I'm here to tell you that this person that ended their life had been thinking about it prior to this one act. It wasn't just something that they instantaneously thought about. So when someone says to you, I'm just in a bad mood, feel free to say, okay, what does that mean? What, what Explain to me, what does that bad mood mean? What what are you trying to to say here, are you sad, Um, are you down, are you blue, are you mad, what what are you trying to tell me? And, you know, I'm just here to listen, Just, just get it off your chest. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to be sure that before I leave you and before I hang up the phone, before I walk out of the house, whatever, I would like to be sure that you are in a safe place. So um, I have heard this before. Uh, I know many people have heard this before. In fact, um, you know, I may have been in a bad mood now and then. Not, I wouldn't really say bad. I don't really have bad moods. I might have a sad mood. Um, I might have a blue mood. Uh, fortunately, I don't really have bad moods. Um, but, um, I don't, I don't know, Billy, what, what do you think about that? I'm just in a bad mood. Have you heard anyone ever say that to you? Oh yeah. I've, I've heard that all the time and it's tough because we all go through moods. 
we all go through emotions. We all have different waves. Sometimes life is pretty much just like a wave or a situation where you're in the water. You're chilling on the water. You're on your surfboard and nothing's really happening for you. And then you catch a wave. You're riding a crazy high. You're killing it. You're dominating. You're flowing. Everything is bright. You're at the highest point. Your adrenaline is through the roof. And sometimes you come down from the wave. Sometimes you crash from the wave and you're getting swept up in the water. You're drowning. You're getting flooded. All is going rough. All is going bad. Everything is no good. But then eventually you get out of that. You get back to that base level of the calm, cool water, and then the whole cycle restarts. So that metaphor is just to put it into perspective that sometimes you're in the water getting thrown around, tossed around after coming down from something so extravagant, like a big-time wave that you just caught, and you go through a swing where you're just not feeling it. So I understand when people are in a bad mood, and that can be tough to read sometimes because those bad moods can come a lot, especially if there's someone who's dealing with depression, someone who's dealing with suicidal thoughts. Definitely, for sure, they don't have the best mindset because they're usually letting things build anxiety. They're usually letting things become more of a problem than they really are. And that's why it's important for people who are going through this stuff to talk it out with professionals, safe people, anybody of any sorts, because they can then begin realizing that what they're going through is helping them prepare for what's next. But a lot of the times without talking about it or learning from others or gaining perspective, we think, oh, my God, this is all happening because my life is unfair. and This is all happening because I'm not meant to be successful. I'm not meant to be a winner. And then, yes, the bad mood comes, and they come often, and they usually sometimes can stay for a while. And when those bad moods become your lifestyle and they become who you are, I can totally see why taking your life or digging yourself into a deep hole can follow. It it makes sense. It's terrible to say, and it's absolutely tragic, but it makes sense because people aren't talking, people aren't opening up, and people aren't gaining that wisdom and perspective through conversation. And that's why we have this show. That's why we do what we do, because we really want to share with people that if you talk things out and if you get the right help, yes, you'll still have bad moods. Yes, you'll still have emotions, mood swings, all that. But you'll be able to realize that it's going to pass. Just like when you're in the water getting thrown around by a terrible wave that crashed everything you're doing. You're going to get out of it. You're going to get right back to that swift and calm water. And you'll be doing what you got to do until the next big wave takes you to the next level. Did I paint that pretty clear for you, Jenny? <laughs> you did. And I I love how you explained that because, you know, Billy, um, I've been reading and studying on um, 
the brain and things that happen in our brain. And, you know, you explained it is when you get on the wave and you're riding the wave and everything's wonderful. And then the wave simply comes crashing down, which they all do. Um, then you come crashing down too, and you're not on that level that you were prior to the crashing wave. Um, and the brain, when you're riding that wave, the brain um, has released endorphins and norepinephrine and um, all kinds of things. And, you know, your brain actually does um, release a nicotine. It does make nicotine. And so, and I know that sounds very weird, but it does. And it's all a way that your brain works and it keeps you on that high. And then when you come crashing down, all those things that have been released in your brain are starting to return to their normal, their normal levels. And you're kind of like, oh. This, what, what's with this? I loved being on that high wave. I loved it. And now I'm down here and I don't understand. And now I feel like I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a blue mood. I'm depressed. However, that is temporary because like you said, you're going to ride the wave again. And that's what life is all about. And for some reason, the people that, um, that hit the depression and the, Suicide ideologies um, have a harder time recovering from the crash of that wave. And so that's why it is so important. And we're going to move to this next one um, right before you give us our, our little break here. But that's why it's so important that we talk to people. And that's going to be kind of the topic of our next little uh, statement here. Love it. Love it, love it. Jenny, you're the best at what you do, like I always say. We're going to toss things to the commercial break. We're going to get a quick word in for our local sponsors, and then we're going to get onward with the last half of this episode. So everybody stay tight. We will be right back. Jenny Hunter, here we are. We are rocking and rolling, doing what we do here on the pod. We're talking about when you're worried about a friend who doesn't want help. We just had a really great discussion talking about someone saying, you know, I'm just in a bad mood. We detailed a lot. We got right into it. And now we're going to move on to what's next. So, uh, Jenny, why don't we move on to what's next. All right. So right before the break, we were talking about um, riding the wave and you get that high and then you come crashing down on that wave and that it's an up and down experience in life. And that is why talking is so important. So when someone says to you, therapy is a waste of time, well, that's talking. 
And some people just don't like the word therapy. They don't know. They don't like what it connotates. They don't like that. Maybe that means they have a mental health problem. I know there's a lot of talk here in the Western states and Wyoming about, oh, you know, just pull up the bootstraps and don't worry about therapy. Just get on with it. Be a guy. Be a man. Uh, be a woman, you don't need to waste your time on therapy, blah, 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 and all of that kind of stuff. So people may say to you, therapy is a waste of time. Therapy is just talking. It it doesn't mean you have to go pay a therapist. It doesn't mean you have to um, go pay a counselor. It doesn't mean you have a mental health problem. It doesn't mean professionals have to be involved. It just means you need to talk. And why do you need to talk? Well, the main reason you need to talk is to gain perspective. Because the majority of the time, the people with suicidal ideations have lost their perspective. They have lost hope. They don't see any hope. They don't have Perspective on what's going on in their life, um, and they have wandered far, far, far off the track, off the grid. And so, if your friend, your your neighbor, your family member says therapy is a waste of time, say, well, you know what? Talking is never a waste of time. You can talk to me. Let's find a safe person. Who could be your safe person? Maybe just your regular family doctor because, you know, they're bound by confidentiality. If you're worried about um, talking to someone and it won't remain confidential, let's talk to someone that you think could be your safe person, especially maybe a doctor, like I said. Um, Maybe um, your pastor, pastor's are also bound by confidentiality. Um, Whoever your friend seems to feel safe with, let's get them there. Let's get them talking so they can gain some perspective on what's going on um, with their life. How are they feeling? Why are they feeling like they're feeling? Um, And, you know, don't... don't, I don't want to say don't, but in order to help someone, you can't try and convince them to do something they don't believe in. So if they don't believe in therapy, so to speak, quote, unquote, then change the topic. Okay, let's don't do therapy. Let's just find someone to talk to. You can talk to me. You can talk to um, every young person, maybe your grandma. A lot of young people tell me they'll talk to their grandma, maybe um, their friend's parents, maybe their coach, maybe their teacher. I'm speaking of younger people now. Um, Adults, maybe um, they have someone that they feel safe with, and that's who, um, you know, get them to thinking, who's your safe person? And let's go talk to them, or I I will help you with them. You know, um, or they can also call 988. That's now a national number. And they can call 988 to talk to them confidentially. um, And that will help them gain perspective. Um, You, as the person trying to help, can also call 988. And they can help you to help that other person. Because 
uh, you know, many times we're, we're at our wit's end. We don't know what to do. How, how are we going to help this person? What can we say? How can we cause them to see that um, the road they're on right now is self-destructive and and we don't want them to be on that road? And how can we change directions now? Um, so remember 988, and that's in the United States. Um, and if you call 988, they will uh, put you on the line with someone from your state um, so that you're they're more familiar with your state, what goes on in your state, where you can get help, uh, you know, who you can talk to. Um, you know, it, many times um, people, sometimes they get desperate and they will just talk to whoever. I mean, I, I have been in places where when that person is ready to talk, they just start talking and they'll start talking to me. They'll start talking to whoever and they just need to get it out. Um, that is seldom, um, few and far between, but let me tell you, it is so rewarding when somebody starts talking to you and you, you know that you can be of some help just to listen, just to listen to them. You are helping them. And that happens a lot of times when I'm on call with law enforcement. People just want to talk. Um, they obviously have um, had some contact with law enforcement, and they need to air it out and figure out what's going on. And I find that um, I can help them gain perspective in that type of situation. So, um, you know, I don't try and... Um, uh, Put in my opinion, that's very important. Uh, don't give people your opinion unless they ask your opinion because it, they're not going to listen to you unless they have asked for your opinion. So when someone says to you, well, therapy is a waste of time, let's just change that up and say, all right, what about, what, what about a safe person? Who can we talk to? Who do you consider to be a safe person. If you don't have anyone, let's call 988. Um, they're just regular people like you and me, Billy, and they are trained to take these calls and to help people all over the United States. I'm not sure about other countries if they have this type of thing, but I know they do here. And we, if we don't know what to say to someone, we can always point them in that direction and we can get uh, on third-party lines with them and call 988 because a lot of times that person, they say, well, I wouldn't even know what to say. I wouldn't even know what to say if I called 988, if I went to a therapist. I wouldn't even know what to say. Well, guess what? I'm here, and I will help you with that. And we are going to um, get you in a safe place. So what do you think about that? Has anyone ever said to you, therapy is a waste of time? A hundred percent. I've heard that time and time again. And it's just the classic, they don't know any better response. You know, mm -hmm. it's a shame because I feel like therapy still has that negative outlook. It still has that stigma of, 
if you're talking to a therapist, you've gone crazy. Or if you talk to a therapist, your life's all messed up and everything is going wrong and you're at rock bottom. It's like, that's not the case at all. If you go to therapy, you're just being real with yourself that you need to talk about what you're going through. You need a professional opinion. You need a professional listener. And you need someone that you can trust to open up to. There's nothing embarrassing about getting the right help. There's nothing embarrassing about being real and taking responsibility so you can then feel better, become better, get better, and then do something with your life that is way more meaningful than you could have ever imagined. I really, really believe that something like therapy or if you have your safe person or a trusted, trusted advisor or mentor or something, I think therapy can be in different degrees. Like for me, I don't go to therapy. I don't have a therapist, but I have really close and trusted friends that I talk to about habits I'm trying to break, things I'm trying to start, things I'm trying to do in my life. Last week, one of my good friends, uh, my two boys, two of my realist homies, Ryan Carmelo and Colby Gliona, Ryan texted me and Colby in a group chat a few weeks ago and said, guys, the new year's coming. Let's get together. I don't know where we can go, dinner, someone's house. Let's sit down and talk about our goals. Let's talk about what we want to accomplish, what we want to leave behind, and what we want to do in this coming year. And we both, me and Colby, were like, yeah, absolutely. How about we meet up this day at this time at this place? Boom. So last week we got sushi at our favorite all-you-can-eat sushi restaurant, and we (laughs) sat there for almost three hours and ate our lives away for sure. I had 48 pieces of sushi and as many appetizers that could stretch across a table. But regardless of all the food we deleted, we talked about habits we want to kick, things we want to start, how we felt about last year, how we're feeling about going into this year, what's our mindset like, what were some challenges, what was really hard. And that, in my opinion, to me, is a version of therapy because I have these people that I can talk to. I have these people that I can trust. I have these people that listen to me. And I have these people that allow themselves to open up to me, and I listen to them. So however you can do therapy, that is the way. Have your trusted, safe person for you. Have a therapist listen to you. Have your mom or dad or someone in your family be there for you because there's nothing embarrassing and there's nothing weak about talking about what you're going through and getting help. It's obviously tough and embarrassing. I get it. But once you start doing it, you realize that you got to do it in order to be who you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do with your life. So, Jenny, I feel like that was very powerful and a very good way to end this episode here. I know we still have a little more to discuss, and I think we can really finish that for sure in the next episode. Is there anything you want to add to what I just said? Any closing remarks? 
Well, Billy, I just want to say that when you sat down with your friends, it sounds like it was very therapeutic. And even though you were not in a quote-unquote therapy situation, you did not have a licensed therapist or counselor there. You did not have people that deal with um, mental health professionally. It was still very therapeutic for you and your friends probably. And so not only did you help yourself, but your friends were helped in that situation also. And the three of you uh, became stronger people because um, you built that conversation within um, that, that circle of friends. You made some determinations about your future. You made some determinations about your lives in general, and it was very therapeutic. And it probably, you got, you aired out some things, no doubt, um, and so did they, and you got to know each other better. So, you know, a, a therapeutic situation helps everybody. It helps everybody. No, and it doesn't matter where you were in a restaurant. It doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter who you're around. As long as you're in that situation where you can come out with uh, some feeling that you have made some steps forward, some baby steps, you have put some things behind you that were unhealthy. Uh, it doesn't matter who you're talking to. What matters is you you got it out, it's out of you, it's in the open, uh, you become stronger for that. You actually, you become a little braver, a little bolder, and understanding that now you have some perspectives, you have some direction, and maybe people um, don't come out of it as... Um, as confident as you did with your friends. However, you know, baby steps. It, it doesn't matter if you come out a winner all at once or if you're just taking the baby steps. Just do it. Just talk and, <laughs> excuse me, and understand that any situation can turn into a therapeutic situation no matter who you're talking to and no matter where you are and you don't have to prearrange it just uh it, it might just happen wherever you are so take advantage of that moment when you're trying to help people you don't necessarily have to like i said prearrange it just start the conversation wherever you are i'm so glad you brought that up billy because it doesn't have to be in someone's office it doesn't have to be a sit-down session. It doesn't have to be professional. It just has to be. It has to take place. And I appreciate your story, Billy. I truly do. Now, as a teaser for our next podcast, uh, we are going to move on to when someone tells you it's not worth getting help. Think about that one. Love it. Love it. Little cliffhanger for the people, baby. <laughs> Jenny, you're too good, baby. You are too darn good. Thank you for being you. Thank you for giving back. As always, we appreciate what you do. 
and we love everything about you. And everybody listening, we are so grateful for your support. Thank you for being a part of this discussion. Every single episode, we love you, and we're grateful to you. Jenny, appreciate your time as always, and we'll see you on the next show. Love you to pieces, Billy, and everybody else out there. Be well until we talk again. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast Safe Talk with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.org. If someone in your life is feeling suicidal, it's important to take immediate action. Here are some steps you can take to help. Number one, stay calm and listen. It's important to approach the situation with a calm demeanor. Listen to their concerns and validate their feelings. No judgments. Let them know you're there to help and support them. Number two, take it seriously. It's crucial to take any suicidal thoughts or feelings seriously. Don't downplay or dismiss their concerns. And don't promise confidentiality if you feel the person is in immediate danger. Number three, seek professional help. Encourage the person to seek help from a mental health professional like a therapist or a counselor. Offer to help them make an appointment and offer to accompany them to their first session. Be sure to follow through. Number four, call emergency services. If the person is in immediate danger, call 911. If it's safe for you, stay with the person until professionals are with them and continue to offer support. Number five, remove potential means. If you know the person has access to firearms, medications, or other potentially lethal objects, try to remove them from the person's immediate environment as long as it's safe for you to do so. If it is not safe for you to remove potential means, advise emergency services of the situation. Remember, Suicidal thoughts and feelings are a sign of intense emotional pain and should be taken very seriously. By offering support and taking appropriate action, you can help someone in crisis get the help they need. Another thing to know is that 988, the National Crisis Line, which used to be 1-800-LIFELINE, cannot track your location unlike 911. Therefore, they cannot directly send an ambulance to you and must make several phone calls to do so. Additionally, when you call 988,
they will connect you to a regional crisis center based on the area code from which you were calling. So it's essential to know the appropriate crisis line to call based on your location and the level of crisis. If someone actually did something to try to not be alive, call 911 or take them to the ER. If they are thinking about doing something, consider calling 988 first. They can help you decide if you need to take additional steps. Action and ideas are two different things. You can learn how to tell them apart and what to do about it, as well as find more information and support around suicide prevention by joining our private Facebook group at JR's Hunt for Life, a confidential safe space where there's no judgment and talk saves lives.